Welcome to Teach Simple Podcast, where we focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. Teach Simple, a podcast that believes simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. We're dropping gems, family. My brother Calvin Nellum is keeping it simple for the culture. Education, politics, science, physics, he's talking about it all. Just keep it simple for our brother, man. Teach Simple Podcast. Enjoy, family. Simple podcast. We focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. I got a brother, man. I'm super excited. I got my brother Gianni Clarkson. He is a master teacher. Um, he's originally from Detroit. Which part of Detroit are you from? West Side. West Side. All day. Which street? North, North Rosedale, Lancashire. Lancashire, uh, Warwick, Outer Drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, he's in the 313. Absolutely. Went to the 504. Correct. My city, you know what I'm saying? Correct. Went to HBCU, went to Dillard University, where you majored in arts. You got all these amazing awards. We're going to talk about that. And then somehow you went from a thespian to a pedagogue, right? <laughs> and you used, you know, those skills. And I just would love to know just the intricacies, brother, man. Because when you talk, man, it's just the type of confidence that is just always present, you know, like you, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah, man. When you talk, you seem assertive of what you want and it comes off that way. And it just makes people really, really believe in what you have to say and make you a, a pioneer um, for other educators and entrepreneurs as well. Right. Appreciate um, that. Humbling. Yeah, man. Yeah, brother, man. So, so what's up? How you doing today? Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. No problem, man. Doing good. Enjoying every bit of the kickoff of the week. Um, you know, we're in the dog days of the third quarter where everybody's looking at each other like, when spring break going to happen? Because somebody's going to die. But yeah. other than that, you know, <laughs> other than that, every, everybody's good. Everybody's good. I think that this is, we're now officially wrapping that, it'll be a full year this week. That my my school community has been inside of uh, uh, virtual learning and a lot of lessons learned, a lot of baptism by fire. But you know, through our fortitude, we stand. Man, so what teacher tip would you give to teachers out there, man, who are just uh, they're not giving themselves grades, they're not giving their students grace, and they just doing too much. To to quote Lauren Hill. In the opening lyrics of "Tell Him," be uh, be patient, be kind. Let me be patient. Let me be kind. Um, you yeah. got to be patient and you got to be kind to yourself, right? Um, you, we're all in these very peculiar, uncharted waters. Uh, parents, uh, students, school communities. That being the case, you have to be patient. You have to be kind. Um, with that being the case is that we have to understand that everyone's learning this at a different pace. Um, teachers who have never done this before are going to make some mistakes. School communities need to be supportive. Kids are, are going to be dealing with various anxieties. Let's be patient with them. But at the same time, as we're patient, let's always demand progress. You know, one of the major things I say all the time is that the best reward you can give to someone's patience is to give them progress. Get better at something. You know, try harder. Do it with fidelity. Um, and I think that that's really the, the biggest lesson I would tell any teacher going through this is be patient and be kind to yourself. Um, I know it sucks, but because it's bad, 
Stop viewing these, these, these L's that you're catching as losses. Let's view them as lessons and let's yeah. get better through it. Yanni Clarkson already coming in with the long <laughs> and then ending with the the L and the Clarkson. Like, bro, come on, come on, bro. <laughs> you, you just dope with the, the words, man. You a wordsmith? You be writing just, you know, um, you ever Wale? No, no, it's it's funny because that is a um, when I was in, you know, at Dillard, yeah, you know, speech communications was very big. I always read always kind of understood the powers of war- words. Yes. I'm a, a seven-year Ford Theater Oratory Fellow, National Oratory Fellow. So I'm always listening to speeches and being very um, careful in the words that you choose, especially yes. with young ears, because you never know uh, what seed you're planting. You know, so I try and I do my best not to be uh, negligent in the words that I use, even in anger. You know, if I can't find them right now, I'd be like, hey, give me a moment because I don't want to say anything that I can't. I have to apologize for later, even if you accept my apology. How did Detroit help you just with your life and most importantly, teaching? I enjoyed Detroit's blue collar mentality, which is hard work always works when talent won't work. Yeah, man. Um, that was a big thing for me is understand that, yeah, you may be talented and that's cool, but you will get beaten by someone who will outwork you. So I thought about, and my, my dad made it very clear to me very soon that I had a list of intangibles and those things were great, but having these intangibles without the proper work would cause me to be in some very uncomfortable circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to always continue to work hard. And that's what the men in my church that I saw growing up with being products of the Ford plant, being products of blue collar mentality. That's what kind of, you know, instilled in me. So when I got down to New Orleans and saw that same blue collar mentality, I was like, that's what's important to me is that you put your nose down, you do the work, you know, you bring your lunch pail and it sounds very cliche, but hard work, it, hard work has always worked. You know, it just has always worked for me. So I always tend, and that's something that I continuously instill in my students is that just work hard because even if it doesn't go your way, you've at least got enough sample size to see, well, why did it go wrong? Yep. Whereas if you didn't do it for, with fidelity, then you don't even know why it went wrong. And the only difference between Detroit and New Orleans, man, is that y'all say nah, we say nah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Detroit's Detroit's Greek culture, their food is crucial. Yeah, New Orleans Orleans food, my God, man. It's it's crucial, but I felt um, people thought it was going to be such a culture shock for me. But I always say all the time that Detroit is nothing more than Mississippi North Bro. Due to the Great Migration, so there was really nothing new underneath the sun culturally. So I enjoy I enjoyed living down there. In fact, if it wasn't for Hurricane Katrina, I would probably still live down there. Real talk. So you was affected by Hurricane Katrina. Talk about that a little. So bit. I left ten hours before Hurricane Katrina uh, um, came to the city. I lived off of Peniston and St. Charles. I was right across the street from Superior Grill. For those that know, they know. I was right around the corner from Columns. 
like I, I was for real, for real, like lived in New Orleans and there was a woman on my block, an elderly woman. And they say that if the, if the, if the, if the elders have left, you should have been left. So I went down the block to check on her because she was always so gracious, so kind to me. I knocked on that door, have that door swung open so quickly and it was nobody in there. I was like, oh, okay. So I should have been gone, been gone. And, <laughs> and it took me three hours to get from New Orleans to Natchitoches, Louisiana, um, which of course, you know, that drive should not take that long anyway. And actually, I take that back. It, it, it took longer than three hours. But it was it was a moment where I, I said to myself, no matter how bad things are going, don't lose faith in humanity. Um, because, you know, this is when the, the storm is just coming in. So I had a Hibernia account. So for those that think I'm, not, I'm playing about living down there, yeah, I had a whole Hibernia account. So I had a Hibernia account and was getting ready to stop and get gas. Hibernia, due to winds and everything else, had shut down the um, all connections. So I couldn't get access to money or nothing. So I'm out here stuck. Uh, my gas is on E. I went into the gas the gas station. I'm maybe about um, off the Gonzalez exit, not too far from the Jack in the Box, right? And I talked to the woman. I explained to her what was going on with me. And she's like, baby, I believe you. And sure enough, she let me get a full tank of gas, and that's the way I got back. I told her, I asked her for her name. I asked her for uh, the address to the, to the gas station and everything. When I finally got settled, I wrote her a check for $42.13. And that's how much it cost for me to fill up my tank, get two hot dogs, and a soda. Serious. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, that was... That to me was the power of humanity because she didn't have to believe me, right? He <laughs> got the hot dog and the soda. <laughs> Bro, I was hungry, man. That 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 peach big shot saved my life. Y'all out here, y'all out here laughing at your boy. I'm trying to tell you what's good out here. That peach big shot saved my life. Is that your boy wasn't having? I wasn't having a good time. I wasn't having a good time. But Absolutely um, not, just and I and I, that's also something I try to encourage people. Just don't lose faith in humanity. Assume best, assume, um, best intentions. Even when someone says something that may be a little off, hold on now. Let me give you a chance to clear that up because I don't want to judge you in this moment without having enough information to know exactly where you're coming from and where you're going. So should we give uh, Republicans a second chance? No, they, they ran out of chances a long time ago. <laughs> They ran out of chances a long time ago. Um, and, and, oh, yeah. And, 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 and to their own doing. And to their own doing. Um, that's, that's why I always say that what, what happened at the Capitol does, did not surprise me. Right. Just as a social studies teacher, it, it, didn't, it didn't surprise me. It, it saddened me that it surprised people, but it didn't surprise me. <sighs> Yeah, man. <laughs> man, that was funny. He said, "He said I put a check for forty-two dollars for gas." <laughs> Just- yeah, absolutely, 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 absolutely. 
So, so you get in a blue collar in New York, you get in a Southern hospitality in the South, right? And it, bro, that's like literally my life too, man. Now, I mean, right, I'm right. New Orleans, I live in Detroit. I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. You know right. what I'm saying? And I was actually in theater as well. I was in. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was in IB theater. Um, I mainly took it because I was mainly like a jock, but I was secretly a nerd, and I love like. Are we all? You're right, you know, but I love acting. I love mm-hmm. being in front of people. I love performance arts. Like, I was a dancer and stuff. And I took IB theater. I studied kabuki art. Oh, was, nice. Yeah, I was in, um, I was mainly like a techie, though. So whenever we would do, like, plays and stuff, I would be, you know, pretty much helping out with that stuff. Um, but it really helped me out with my public speaking. Yes. Just, like, my confidence to be in front of people. And now I'm a teacher, you know? So yeah. how, does, how does your, because you, you have obviously, well, you're expert, you know, in theater and arts. Just briefly, you know, concretely talk about how you use theater to just teach, man. So. Or media. I think, it's, I think about this song, and it's a song, a song by a guy named Tony Clark. Uh, and it's called, you're, it's called You're the Entertainer. It's an old, old track. My pops introduced me to it. Uh, my dad, who, of course, I, I, I adore, who is my educational hero, he introduced me to this song a long time ago. And it's basically about you being the entertainer, that to go out of your way to teach through anything and everything that you may be going through personally to make sure that you're uplifting and, and making sure that your scholars are okay. Wow. So for me, I understood how did I first get introduced to learning. I got introduced to learning through my dad, who was always with a song, something, some type of rhyme scheme. I'm a product of Sesame Street. And then you get to school, and the learning that you fell in love with becomes boring. And you're literally going, what? I've been tricked. What the hell? Let's pause real quick, bro. Yeah. Let's talk about that feeling. It's like It's like watching paint dry. Uh, bro, it it's crazy because I think about it like you you get tricked when you're little. Learning is so much fun. Mm. Why is it that the older that you get and the more access you have to information, the more learning becomes more boring? That's horrible, and that's why a lot of kids. That's an element that makes a lot of kids fall out of love with school. You know, I, full transparency, I've had, I've watched coworkers teach and they'll say, well, Clarkson, what do you think the problem is? And I go, oh, this is boring. <laughs> what do you mean? This is boring. Would you sit through what you just did? Because I wouldn't. I only sat here because I like you. This is terrible. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> Wait, wait, do you, like, do you prep them before you tell them they, you just like, I mean, they boring? Do you... so, so here's the thing. <laughs> if I love you past this discomfort, so I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. Because I want you to be good. Because here's the thing. I want everybody in the school community to be good. Like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious now. Cause I, this is, this is really important. Like, it is. I don't, 
I don't take a lot of pride when kids tell me, Mr. Clarkson, your class is my favorite class and I hate everybody else's class. That's not cool to me. At all. Because what you're telling me is that you're so much better than your peers that I don't even have a level of average feeling. No, no, no. I love you and hate them. So in my mind, so in my mind <laughs> but I, I, I'm serious now because that, that hurts me. Because yeah. then I got to sit up in professional development and they're talking about their numbers and all their kids are failing. And they're like, oh, these kids don't want to learn and da-da-da. And I'm thinking to myself, so then I get up and I present my data and everybody in my class is passing. Or has like a, like like I remember this perfectly because they at one school community I was in they did a general average like what's the average uh, grade point average or percentage of your classes and I remember my percentage in my four classes was like ninety two ninety four ninety five and eighty six so that's those are really amazing averages and of course average class size is maybe like twenty one twenty two mm -hmm. so of course my peers are like well we're teaching the same kids. Mm -hmm. what's going on and it's like you have taken your subject and made it so boring and it's and and also you fail to build these really solid relationships with kids you know the great Rita Pearson says it best that kids don't care what you know until they know that you care yeah. so if these kids don't think that you care about them then why are they gonna listen to anything that you say like it's you got to create a classroom environment where those those things get put in place, and I think that that gets overlooked way too much, way 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 too much. So then, why must we leave schools to educate our scholars? You said why do we leave schools, or so it's it's just a bad question. My bad. No, so no, I'm here for it. My concept is saying like so. Actually, I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> what is, so what's your pedagogy? So like, what's your style of teaching? Kind of going into like, you know, when you're in the classroom, how do you address your scholars and why? And then what are the results of that? You kind of talked about your data, right? Mm -hmm. Be a little bit more specific of just like, you know, when you start a class, like how are you talking to the kids? Like if you're, if you're like want to give advice to a teacher who's struggling with being quote unquote culturally relevant or just connecting with kids mm -hmm. to be able to be shit, not even culturally relevant. You just got a boring lesson. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Well, I, would, I would immediately start here. Before you open up your mouth, <laughs> tell me, no, and uh, I'm serious. I've, and I've actually coached this way. Before okay. you open up your mouth, tell me why this is relevant. Sell it to me. I want to buy it. Just sell it to me. And, you know, whether you're a math teacher, science teacher, whatever. Today we're going to uh, we're we're going to look at the periodic table. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear anything about that. That's terrible. Try again. Sell me. Sell me something. Sell so me complicated. something. Yeah. Simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Sell me something. Do you know that you're made up of all these various elements? Okay. Go on. These elements are da -da 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 -da. and I can tell you something. We can draw all the elements in your body today because what we're going to do is that we're going to do it and students will be able to. And now you can sell me a lesson. OK, bet. Now I'm here. Like even even about a couple of couple of weeks ago, 
I was like, um, what do police officers say whenever someone gets arrested on law and order? Because my kids love law and order. You got the right to remain silent. Anything to do that. And I said, do you know what that's called? That's actually called something? I said, no, it's called your Miranda rights. And today what we'll be able to do is explain the history of the Miranda rights and if they are still important in 2021. Oh, kids, kids don't, kids, yeah, the thing is this, and, and wow. we got to stop, we got to stop telling this lie as adults. Um, kids want to learn. Kids just don't want to be taught by you. <laughs> and, I've, I've never, I've never heard a kid say, I don't want to learn. And even if they've said it, that's not even really what they mean. Then what they're saying is, I don't want to be taught by you. I've seen what you do. I was bored. I'm trying to holler at old girl over here. She's fighting in frog hair. And you won't let me talk to her. So I got to listen to you. And you boring. So now I don't want to be taught by you. Kids don't hate learning. No, no one hates learning new things. Bad. Oh man, I love it, man! I love this. <laughs> I love this, bro. I've been, I've been laughing the entire time, man. But nah, you, you're right, man. It's um, it's so simple to do. Excuse me, it, it's so simple but hard to do. Yeah, you know, because like you were talking, just talking, and I was just listening to what you were saying, and you were like, "Okay, that's why we're gonna do this." I'm like, "Oh, dang, that's how you do it, right?" Yeah, that's the hook. You know, you got to get them hooked in before you get into the content. And, um, doc, and I always say this, Dr. Zaretta Hammond, she says that culture response of teaching, it's not about making kids feel good, but it's about helping them think better, help them think right. deeper. Right. 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 And sometimes, and not all the time, but kids get caught up in trying to figure out what you're asking them to do versus like the actual, like the, the thing, they can probably do it. They probably don't know what the hell you're asking them to do right. sometimes. Right, you have to, you have to say it in a different way so they can get it. Like you, sh you should be able to inspire. Learning should inspire the imagination, and I think yes, that's where a lot of bad teaching lives, and that it doesn't inspire the imagination. Wow. So Sir Ken Robinson does the world famous paperclip test, which I think is like brilliant, and it explains everything. So of course you ask a group of kids at five years old how many uses could you have for a paperclip? And kids that are five years old have come up with five, 600 reasons. They ask, does the, does the paperclip got to be made out of uh, metal? Can it be made out of foam? Can it be made out of paper? And they've got all these various reasons. Sir Ken Robinson takes the same exact kids some 10 plus years later and asks them this very question, the same question, and they can barely come up with 50 reasons or different uses for a paperclip. How do kids that get exposed to more knowledge be, have, le have less of an imagination of solving problems? That's because what they're learning is not feeding their imagination. And that's where the schoolhouse is failing, is that I, I, I've said this before when I've lectured, where does the next great inventor come from? Where's the next great American inventor? Like Steve Jobs, God bless him, is dead and gone. Who's next? What are we really building inside the schoolhouse? Who's next? And if we don't have a next, 
man, we're, we're, just, we're just building kids that pass standardized tests and just are becoming employees. I'm not interested in making employees. I'm interested in making CEOs. Yeah. I'm interested in making presidents and vice presidents. Like that's my teacher legacy, not an employee. You know, that's cool, but that ain't what I want to do. How do you refrain from teaching a victim mentality versus leadership mentality? So when in my social studies class, we study a lot of speeches and I and I, my kids write a lot of speeches as well, too. And I tell them, whatever you do, don't you write me a weatherman speech. <laughs> I don't want a weatherman speech. And what I mean by that is don't tell me there's a problem. Like, I know that when I watch the local <laughs> news at 740, I'm like at 1140 at night, you know. And you know she's fine. She's very very attractive. That comes right. on, comes on my station. She gonna come out here. She giving you all this hair. I love it. And she gonna tell you, listen, it's gonna be forty degrees with a low of this, a da 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 this, and everything uh -huh. else. And I love her because she's fine. And she told me the weather. Yeah. But that's the most she can do. That's the most some kids' speeches do. They just tell me that there's a problem. That's weatherman mentality. I know the what. I know it's raining. Where's the umbrella? How do we make sure everybody gets an umbrella? That's where you get really solid uh, teaching. And that's where it comes from because that's that imagination. Well, listen, if there's an issue of, uh, of how police are treating people in your community, we know it's bad. Therefore, my solution is this. And I'm telling you this in my speech and I'm backing it with knowledge that you've given that's when we teach the mastery, not teach for comprehension. Mm. That's when it gets that's when it gets better. Man, and that's something that I'm struggling with as a teacher, you know, like I think the pandemic slowed this down, right? Cuz mm. the test score was cuz I was getting growth, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we were still losing teachers even when I was getting growth so I'll tell you a quick story, man. So mm -hmm. I got one of my advisees, right? He's graduated and he's not in the best situation right now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and he's calling me and he's asking for money, you know? And then I gave him money, you know? And he keeps, you know, he keeps asking for money. And right, the, right, right. the situation is, you know, it is what it is. Um, right, right. And a part of me is like asking, you know, damn, like I did have engaging lessons. Damn, you know, I did, you know, I did do that. But, you know, this is not where I want him to be, you know? Right. And so it's just like, did I, did I really prepare him? Did we prepare him? You know, and the answer is no, I feel, you know, but, but I got to give myself grace, you know? Um, and, Mm. I don't think just because he is in a tough situation, I don't think that's going to be his final destination. You right. Know? Right. Um, but teaching is hard, man. Teaching is it's, really it's funny hard. Cause you, it's funny because as soon as you told this story, I just remember, I just saw myself in a Burger King parking lot with just onion rings in my lap crying. Um, 
then I and it, this is like so I had found out from from one of my former principals that a student of mine that I had taught who relocated from New Orleans due to Hurricane Katrina that they found him face down with seven seven shots in his back. And I mean, I'm telling you, I did everything for this kid when he was in middle school. And when he was in high school, he still was in the same area. You know, he would come by my classroom in high school. When he was in high school, I'm helping him with his homework. We're talking about college. Like I'm pouring and pouring and pouring into this kid. And it's like, for his story to end the way he did, it broke me. You know, it literally, it, it literally broke me, man. Like I was just, I, I sat there for about three hours. Really? Yeah, I, I, I took my keys out the car. I, I literally threw my keys in the backseat and I just sat there. My phone was ringing. I just, I, I couldn't. Um, what I learned was if his story had ended that way and I had not given my all, I would have felt even worse. Right. There are certain things that in our and I and I always say this too, there are certain things that in our skill set, we believe we can solve everything. Because to teach, you you gotta have a little swag to you, right? Everyone got a little like, hey, I'm good at this. You you got to, right? Yeah. Also the admittance. Yeah, it's it's the it's the confidence of the cause. Mm-hmm. But there's always the, the, the moment where you got to realize I'm going to lose some sometime. And my goal is to know regardless, do it with full fidelity. Like, you know, if I would have found out that's how that story would have ended, I still would have done it with full fidelity. And that to me is the mark of good teaching. You know, if you teach in a area where there's high poverty, um, economic issues, you're not sure who's going to make it and who's not. But because the probability is low, doesn't dictate how hard you try. In fact, the fact that you try so hard, regardless of the probability, makes you the hero in the story. Because I say all the time, you know, um, Miss 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 Becky Stephanie, who's wow. teaching at a school where she's got forty million resources, that's cool. Come where I play and win Teacher of the Year. Now we can talk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> talk that stuff, man. I'm serious, you know. Like you, you got you got if you got iPads and you a two to one school and your kids ain't walking through metal detectors. If you not Teacher of the Year, I think you trash. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> oh, come on, come, come, Calvin. Come on, bro. We can't say that, man. No, no, no bro. Calvin, come here. Come, come with me. Bro. Come, come with me, bro. Come with me, bro. I'm here, bro. No, just come with me. Come, I, 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 you ain't got to. You ain't got to stay long because I know this is where I live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I if 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 you're on a starting squad, if you're if you're on a starting team, mm-hmm. where it's Steph, LeBron, KD, the Greek Freak, and let's who are we gonna put there? We'll put Dokic, uh, uh, the the kid from Dallas. Okay, yeah. That's your starting five, and I'm telling you that you have your bench is the starting next five best players in the league, and you don't win the championship. 
That's a concern. I'm saying that there's no real honesty in sometimes of who wins teacher of the year awards mm. in certain communities. Cause it's like, look at their resources. Mm. Like it, it, if you walked into a school with endless resources in, in a small special education population mm. and, and, and everyone, 90% of your kids come from two parent homes. And okay. I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, so pretty much you're saying there are teacher of the years that are out there that aren't getting the award compared to people who are getting it. Yeah, because I, I think that your lift is easier if you have a more agreeable background. Like I think it is. Whereas if you out here and you teaching off a of six mile, you teaching in the Calio, you teaching in Southeast DC. Right. And you right. you get numbers and you're getting gains and kids are jumping two, three grade levels and now are now currently reading on grade level. You the teacher of the year to me. Mm. And you're doing it with limited resources. You the teacher of the year. And you don't and I'm and you don't do and you don't do it for the limelight, nor do you do it for the light. Yeah. But let's let's be honest about how we really evaluate the game. That's just me. I think that is important because you will, you will attract the right people if that is the structure. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because if people want to make change, and I feel like, unfortunately, because we are our own worst enemy, mm-hmm. especially in the schools where it's the hardest. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They end up leaving because they don't feel like what they're doing matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, that's why I would argue that the best teachers need to be in the urban, the, the schools that need it the most, you know, they right. need the most resources because of what you're talking about. And, yeah, I completely agree with that. It, I mean, the, the system itself is already inequitable, we know. Right. So a lot of people go hidden, you know, they don't get the recognition they deserve. But that's why I got this platform, man. That's why you are doing what you're doing because every everything you said has been a gym. You know I appreciate it, brother. I definitely yeah, absolutely, bro. This has been great, man. I've been dying laughing. It's only been 45 minutes, man. I'm up here laughing. I didn't even know it had been that long. I'm up here like, dang, you know, this is going by very quickly. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. And, and I only got really one more question for you, for real honest, which, but, but, um, so then let's, let's real quick. So, you know, what do you see? What's the vision? What do you think the future is for educators? So, like, someone like you and I, you know, mm-hmm. like, this future, you know, what's the vision for the kids, you know, the kids that we serve, just what you think, you know, and then what do you want people to get from the podcast? Um, the vision for schools, and I'm going to speak on the high school level. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is how do high schools attract Fortune 500 companies and track them to employment and beyond. And I say that that's going to be the new hotness for me. Um, It would be great if you knew that if you attended said school, that it's with the pathway for you to one day work at Google. Because they're going to say, all right, now that you've graduated in this percentage of the class, you go to this college now. And then when you graduate from this college, you go here now. Like, I think we, we need to think about how do we streamline 
um, this world. Like in athletics, I love that. It's 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 done perfectly. Oh, if you go to this high school, then you go to this college, and more than likely you get drafted by this team. You know, so why are we not doing the same thing with the next group of leaders? I think that would be really great for us to look into. Uh, I also think that teaching in general needs to become more of an attractive um, occupation. And I think it becomes more attractive by something that's really simple. Um, <laughs> in the words of, words of my father and my favorite quote, the answers to most things is money. <laughs> I, I, my kids know it best. I'm a history teacher that spells history H I dollar sign T O R Y. Um, that's who that's who I am. Um, the answer to most things is money. Um, and if we have an ability of to pay teachers more, it would it would value the pop. It would value the the the, the position in the community. You know, kids don't say, oh, I want to be a teacher. In fact, even to the fact of even how teaching, saying you're a teacher sounds in most professional circles, people give you the there, there look. What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Oh, they're there. You're probably broke. And it's, that's, that's sad because then our kids see it and then they go, well, I don't want to be there, there. I <laughs> like nice stuff. I don't want to be like you, Mr. Nello. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like it's funny because I, when you know, clearly in the school building, you know, I'm I'm dressed, I'm fresh to death, you know, yeah. tie, you know, it's Burberry, you know, I'm inside yeah. the pocket, it's Ralph Lauren, it's Polo, like I'm all out. And kids be like, Mr. Clarkson, are you man, you like the best dressed teacher? I'm like, I know, but I also tell. <laughs> But I also but I also joke and tell them, I say, well, you know, there's a lot of money in teaching. Like, yeah, I'm also an adjunct professor. I also have speaking engagements. I also do this. So then they kind of see it a little bit broader. But I think that the main job is for just as a, as a society, we should pay teachers a lot more. We've learned a very valuable lesson this pandemic. If we don't have it, Teachers are so, so, so valuable and pick up so many things that many parents need us to do. So if that's the case, at the end of this, everybody better get a raise. Absolutely, man. Everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was just an article that was talking about how in, in Detroit, not my school, but they don't even have enough teachers to service the demand for kids that want to come back for hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. You know and it was already a teacher shortage, so it's like, bro, this is a state of emergency, though. We don't have kids. We don't have teachers to teach kids. Yeah, because it's, it's, we started off the 2020-21 school year with a teacher shortage. Yep. And I mean, high numbers, high numbers. In fact, inside Bad. Prince George's County, which is the richest black county in the country, right, there was a huge teacher shortage. Everywhere. Fairfax so, County. Everywhere. Right. So nobody wants to do this work. <laughs> no, no, no. We come on, come on. Just get, just get in the Uber. I called. <laughs> you can get out whenever you want to, but I called the Uber. Just get in the Uber, bro. So, like, so like for me, absolutely. You know, if nobody wants to do the work, and the work's got to get done, yeah. 
that means that more pressure is put on those that have said they want to do the work. So mm. then we got to think about kids that are graduating out of college. Well, where do they go? Well, what would you like to do? Well, I want to do this. I want to do this. Does anybody want to teach? Oh, no, no. They're there. They're there. <laughs> but yeah, man. But we we go. But we we. I think the the key, and then we get into like, what do you want people to get from the podcast, man? Yeah. You know, it's like be the change you want to see. Right. Right. Be the change you want to see, and you might not change the world, but you will spark the mind. Right. Mike, do it, bro. And that's just what it is, dog. But this has been great, man. I've been dying yeah, yeah, laughing, yeah. dog. I hope you enjoy this, man. Um, absolutely yeah bro absolutely i mean like i said the main thing i want to get people to get from this podcast is that there are great teachers out there that are doing amazing work every day there are black men that are in the education who are selling out like jordan's on saturday support them lift them up uh we are very far and few between we are more than of course the gentlemen that of course teach your children physical education we're history teachers we're math teachers English teachers we come in a very interesting variety and because of that honor honor what we do along with our beautiful sisters that do amazing things in the classroom every day support us pour into us because we pour into your children um even though some of y'all kids come with cups like cups with holes in it we we fill that hole and we're gonna pour regardless because Absolutely. we're in we're into we're in it for fidelity and we're going to end it in for it all the way through fortitude Yanni Clarkson coming through, <laughs> man. This has been such an amazing experience, bro. I got to get you to come back on, man, because this was really, really dope. Appreciate Where it, brother. Where can we find you, and what do you got coming up, man? So, um, of course, you can find me um, on my IG page, which is at Mr. Clarkson Loves History. Um, during the summer months, I'm going to bring back, or during spring, I'm going to bring back uh, Black History Happy Hour, which is a lot of fun, where I host it on my IG page. And also my YouTube page, and last but not least, um, doing a podcast series in partnership with Forge Theater to highlight um, Black folks in government and community, which is called Are You Listening? And of course, it's shout out to uh, Pirate Paul Nation. So it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Gianni, for coming on. Brother Humble. Humble. Thank you so much. This has been so great, man. Y'all peace out, man. Welcome to Teach Simple Podcast, where we focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. Teach Simple, a podcast that believes simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. We're dropping gems, family. My brother Calvin Nellum is keeping it simple for the culture. Education, politics, science, physics, he's talking about it all. Just keep it simple for a brother, man. Teach Simple Podcast. Enjoy, family.